0: Welcome to another episode of the Short, Pale, and Handsome podcast. I'm your boy Loy Lee. Today is Monday, April Fools. Uh, happy April Fools' Day for you and your family. How's your ma? Tell her said hi. It's your boy. Uh, I am in the rickety chair. Give it up for the rickety chair. And I'm wearing shoes in the house. I'm um, right now. If you're looking at the, uh, if you're listening to the podcast. We now have the video portion of it on YouTube, so uh, you can check that out, youtube.com slash Loy Lee Comedy, and if you are not viewing it via YouTube, uh, you can, well, you can check it out for sure, but I'll let you know that I'm wearing my uh, LA Dodger hat, I'm wearing my Crenshaw-inspired long-sleeve blue shirt, I'm wearing blue chucks. And I'm wearing my khakis with a crease. Shout out to Nipsey Hussle who just got gunned down. Uh, If you're not familiar with his music, you know, uh, maybe that's not for you. But I did like what he did for the community. He was one of the first rappers I started listening to when I moved to the uh, LA area. So shout out to that. He got gunned down in front of his own store uh, in the shopping plaza that he owned in the Uh, part of the city that he grew up in. So if that is not a sad tale, I don't know. I get it. I get it. You know, you get money and you move out of the hood. He decided not to. He wanted to give back and he got caught up in some stuff. So hopefully they get the killer. Uh, He, you know, I think uh, as cops, you just go, hey, it's gangland shooting. The hood will figure it out. I'm sure by the time the bodies drop, the hood already knew who it was, so I think for cops, it might be just safer for you know them to just wait to clean up the body. You know nobody wants to get caught up in the drive by shooting because of retaliation. It might just be easier for them to just clean the body up. I don't know it's a sad affair uh I'm not a police officer, nor do I ever want to be one that's not definitely not in my genes. But you can, uh, I don't know, I don't know where I'm going with this. Jesus, Loy, two and a half minutes and you're already talking horrible things. Uh, but shout out to Nipsey Hussle. Uh, he had a lot of good things to say about business, a lot of good things that uh, young people and people like myself, entrepreneurs, can definitely uh, get into, you know, some a lot of gems. So check out some of his interviews If it's, if you're not like... If you're not into West Coast rap, if you're not into like gangster type uh vibe, then the music's probably not for you. But just because you don't like his art doesn't mean he doesn't have really good things to say about business, about things the way uh about things to <laughs> things to think about, you know? Different ways of looking at things. So, shout out to Nipsey Hussle. Again, I think I shouted him 3 times, but you know, my heart's hurt a little bit. Uh, So yeah, there's that. What else? Uh, How was your week? Huh? If uh, you got some things done, let me know. I'm curious about what's going on in your life. I'm out here trying to entertain the masses. Uh, I got a show coming up uh, April 26th and April 27th. I'm featuring for J.R. DeGuzman from Netflix. Uh, He was out here last year at the DC Comedy Loft. I met up with him. Funny story is that he had his own show, right? Sellout show, last show, Saturday night, I showed up. Good show. And uh, afterwards, we were drinking. And he was like, oh, snap, uh, what are we doing tonight? And I was like, you know, we were here with a bunch of Filipinos and the, from the uh, Filipino Young Professionals, FYP, uh, of D.C. And we were also there with some of the NAFTA members. And we were drinking, drinking through the whole show, because that's what you do, right? Just drink. And after the show, you know, we were a few in. We drank a few more, and then uh, we decided to go to a club, you know, 18th Street Lounge, because somebody knew somebody that was working the door. I'm 38 years old. I was like, I'm not trying to get into a club right now on a Saturday night, pay, wait in line, pay. But, you know, a few beers in, they go, hey, that seems like a phenomenal idea. What's the worst that could happen? I mean, worst case scenario, you sit in line, just wait like a freaking schmuck. Right. Like a fucking guy that has to wait outside. And that was my biggest thing. If you if you know me, if you follow this podcast, I've talked about that living in L.A. It's so difficult being trying to get into a club. It's not even a place I want to be at. And they make it very difficult to be in there. So I just don't want to go. But somebody assured me, oh, I know somebody, know somebody, right? So De DeGuzman, after the show, we're drinking, and he's like, hey, what's good afterwards? What are we doing now? And I s- that was loud. Uh, I don't know if you heard that, but I got distracted. Uh, noise outside. But uh, he's like, what are we doing afterwards? And all the dudes I was with was like, hey, we're going to go to 18th Street Lounge. Let's go. And De Guzman goes, cool. I'll, you know i'm coming let me go drop some stuff off at my uh hotel which was upstairs and uh it just so happened that i guess we ended up leaving without him i don't know what happened we walked like 5 blocks from the comedy loft to uh the 18th street lounge and dupont circle and uh I'll, guess what we we're, we're waiting in line i'm standing out like standing outside like a schmuck trying to figure out, how did I end up here? Like, why am I waiting in line? This is not what I want to be doing in my life. And uh, I turn around, and Jared Guzman's not here. He's not behind me. I don't know. We walked four or five blocks, realizing he's not there. All right? I felt embarrassed. I was like, oh, shit, did we lose him? Turns out that uh, we didn't even wait for him. We didn't even wait for him to get, like, his stuff settled. He just... We just left, so I feel bad. Uh, I told him I'd make it up to him, and uh, now that I'm featuring for him, of course, I'm going to party with him. I'm going to make sure he's everywhere, uh, everywhere he needs to be, so uh, that's exciting. So the 26th, 27th DC Comedy Loft, you can check us out, uh, com, and you can get your tickets there. Uh, we've got four shows, and uh, I'll be featuring all of them, so that'll be exciting. Uh yeah, if you're in the DC area, if you like JR DeGuzman, you should come out and hang out with us. If you're Filipino, if you're Asian, Asian American, this is going to be a great mixer. We're probably going to have our after party directly downstairs uh, in the DC Comedy Loft cellar, right? The loft has a cellar. If it's a loft and it has a cellar, you think that'd be the first floor, but there's actually a basement. I don't know. I don't know how it all works, right? But it's a great little room. Uh, I think FYP or NAFTA is going to rent it out, and uh, we'll have our own private little party until closing time. So definitely check us out, uh, DC Comedy Loft. What else is going on? Uh, the Red Sox? The Hey, listen, we've already talked about this. Baseball season's here, right? Whoever your team is, I- I'm happy for you. Defending world champions, not starting off white, right. We, uh, we drop... We only won one in Seattle, so we would it be two in one and three. I think we leave Seattle one and three. Not a good, not a good record. Maybe Seattle's really good, maybe. But then we got uh, Oakland. Oakland tonight, yeah. Oakland tonight, ten o'clock game. Now, if you don't know, if I'm on the East Coast, I'm in DC, so I'm on the East Coast time zone. Watching anything on the West Coast is very difficult. Uh, it starts at 7 o'clock over there. It's like 10 o'clock here. It's a baseball game, three hours. It's like I'm not staying up 1 o'clock in the morning just to watch uh, the Oakland Athletics in game five of the season. Um, I'm not built like that. I'll watch it tomorrow. So um, t- today I was at the gym. I went to the gym. I feel a little bit better about myself. Not a lot. I realize my cardio is garbage. But that's what happens when you just don't go to the gym for weeks on weeks on weeks. And you just go, oh, maybe I'll just go jump rope. Three minutes. That's an amateur round of boxing. One round, three minutes. Garbage. Um, I got to get better gym shoes. Right now, I'm, I'm wearing old school, like, Reebok Zags. The one with the big... I go, it's better for my knees. I got them when I was working at, uh, when I was working at Apple. Cause I'm on concrete all day. Uh, it's it's marble. Okay, whatever. I'm on I'm on hard floors all day, and uh, I wanted something that would cushion uh, me standing on my feet all day. Standing on my feet that makes sense. So it's just something that I wear to the gym. Uh, it's good for the treadmill. It's really not good for jumping rope. So because they're chunky and they just maybe I'm just garbage at jumping rope. That's also an option, people. I'm never above being garbage in life. So uh, going to the gym, I am turning a page in my life. I'm trying to get better at a lot of things. And going to the gym is one of them. Meditating is one of them. Just sitting down, shutting the fuck up, and clearing my mind. That's the first step of meditation. I don't know all these steps. I don't know how all the steps work. But what I'm saying is maybe if I just sit down and I shut up, and I just watch the world spin for a few minutes out of the day, maybe I will be a better person. Maybe you should try it. I don't know. I am not a meditation guru. But I think meditation prevents medication also leads to yoga, because I feel like that's the next step in my journey to enlightenment. Yoga! Yoga! Maybe I should not do yoga, but I'm not limber. You know, I don't don't feel good about the state of my body. Uh, Went to the gym 30 minutes, ran a little bit, did some quick weights. I'm not trying to win an award here, so I don't know if I'm trying to win anything like meditation, yoga. I think I'm just going to do it casually. My cousin's in town and he lives here now, so he wants to join a uh, a kickball league, a racquetball league, I don't know. Something. And I told him I, I told him I wouldn't disappoint him. I whatever you join, I'm gonna join. Whatever you're into, I'm gonna be into too because I need motivation to get out of the house. He needs to make friends. That's not his cousin, probably. And um I told him I wouldn't embarrass him. Whatever you're into. You want to play kickball? Let's do kickball. You want to do cornholing league? I'm going to join the cornholing league and I'm not going to disappoint you, Paul. Cousin Paul, we're going to be BFFs until you find other BFFs. I worry about I worry about people that aren't me. I worry about people who like just, I don't know. I, I feel that I've always been able to make friends just enough to be social but I don't need them. I don't depend on them. Uh, I prefer not to have too close of friends. I don't know. I'm I'm fucked up in the head. I tell jokes for a living, right? But, I, but I'm aware that other people don't operate the same way. Like my wife. She doesn't, she needs friends. She needs to be surrounded by people. She needs to be around a tribe. I'm that lone wolf asshole that just doesn't want friends. I want people that I'm friendly with, but I want to go home. I want to like not, expenditure too much time and it's not them it's me I got great people I surround myself with great people that want to be around me but the broken side the broken inner child in me says hey maybe you should just go home and just not do any of this maybe you should just like focus on telling jokes and then after you're done telling jokes go home and go to sleep I don't know I don't know, but I, I, I'm worried about him. I'm worried about, because he's never lived outside of Boston. I mean, sure, he went to school, he studied abroad, but, you know, six, nine months, I don't think he's lived anywhere outside of Boston for more than a year outside of college. So uh, I worry about him because I know. I know what it's like to be lonely, and I know what it's like to want friends. I want friends, but I also want the capacity to have friends. Hmm, this is getting weird. okay. <laughs> What I'm saying is, I'm not built like everybody else, almost to a fault. So I might injure myself playing, I don't know, kickball. That's going to be bad. I'm going to blow an ACL out, play dodgeball. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Until you blow an ACL out. ACL, MCL. And uh, I tell dick jokes for a living, so I don't have health care. It's probably just cheaper to take the fine, Right. Oh, uh, what else is going on? So the Red Sox, um, yeah, man, uh, not a good start. But guess what? We're only like four game, three games into uh, a 162 game season. So we got time. We got time. And uh, yeah, so that's I don't know. Watch baseball, basically. What else is going on in my life? I uh, I bought a typewriter. I know. It seemed like a phenomenal idea at the time. And you're probably sitting at home being like, that's not a good idea at all. Like, that's not never is that a good idea. And you're right. You're right. But there's something analog about the typewriter that just makes me feel creative. Like, there's a, there's a moment in my life where I just want to create. But the digital age has just made it very easy to create and destroy at the same time. And what I mean by that is like, you know, I'll have my uh, writing programs open and I'll start typing stuff, you know, words. Or what's even worse than that is I don't start typing because I just don't know where to begin. Uh, I feel that with a typewriter, now that I'm typing, it just is very analog, very permanent, very... um, very much there in the present. You type, it's there, it's permanent, it's on paper. Where you type digitally, you go, ah, in the beginning, there was many. Delete, 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 delete. In the beginning, delete. You know, it's just just too easy to not create. It's so easy to not create where a typewriter is very much uh there it is, instant gratification. And there there's there's like an accomplishment feel when you go you're typing, 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 ding, and then you go all the other side. You know? Uh I will say that uh the typing is not what I thought it would be. It's very difficult to type on a typewriter. Because it's analog and you can't type too fast because it gets jammed. Uh, you can't type, like my A's is the pinky and it doesn't press down enough so it becomes very faint. So when you look at, I thought the typewriter, everything would be pretty consistent. You know, spring spring loaded, action loaded, kung fu grip where you just type and it just It doesn't work that way. It's like as hard as you press is as hard as it goes. Like you go harder. It goes darker. You go light, it might not even go. Like, my A's barely exist now. And now I need to get a paperweight and a folder and a binder. This is not a good idea. If you're thinking about getting a typewriter, it's probably not a good idea. Get, like, a word processor, maybe an electric. Like, the electric keyboard, uh, electric typewriter makes a lot more sense to me now that I'm using, like, a 1940s Remington quiet writer that's what it is the remington quiet writer and it's louder shit and i don't even mean the ping it's like click, click 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 it literally sounds like that so on the nostalgia portion of it it looks good it's it's fun for five minutes until your pinky starts wearing out and just hurts but i'm a punk so it don't matter right um but yeah it's I thought it was going to be something that will help me be creative, and it does. It, it actually allows me to put words on paper and um, have instant gratification and sense of accomplishment. You know, there there's like this an amazing feeling, even when you get to the bottom of the page, you just tear the paper out, go, yes, and you put it down, put the paperweight on, slide another one in. And that's another thing that bothers me. I'm used to digital, right? Everything is in line. Everything lines up. Everything is, like, in uniform, aesthetically pleasing. Uh, It took me, like, three minutes to just say, fuck it. When I was putting the paper in and you scroll it up, right, and then you realize it's not lined up and you start typing, and then you pull it out and it's sloping just ever so slightly. That bothers me. That looks like a misprint. It catches my eye and it makes me go crazy. Literally makes me go crazy. I uh... So it's these little analog things where you just got to go, well, I guess that's the charm. That's the charming of it all. Uh, so, yeah, if you're thinking about getting a typewriter to actually use and you actually want to be, like, kind of proficient in, get an electric typewriter. And you Get one. Now, I will say uh, I got this typewriter for like 20 bucks. So it wasn't really that big of an investment. And I'm pretty sure in this shape, I could turn around and sell it for somewhere in the ballpark of 100 bucks. So I'm not really complaining. It'll be fun until it's not, and then I'll get rid of it. But if you're actually thinking about using it uh, and you can get a good deal, you can usually get an electric keyboard, electric uh, typewriter for 50, 75 bucks, depending. Check your Facebook marketplace, check your Craigslist, that's where I found it. Oh no, I'm lying. I found it on OfferUp. The first time I bought anything from OfferUp is a retro typewriter that I can barely use. Um, And it's funny because it's so analog and it should be fairly intuitive, but it's not. Like I feel like I've got to Google how to use some of the functions on it. And if that's not irony, I don't know what is. The thing that I'm learning is that I can't spell worth a damn. I can't spell for shit, okay? I'm just, I'm typing it and go, I don't know how that's spelled. And I push through it and I look at it because it's instant, right? No red squiggly, no nothing. It's just like, oh yeah, that's wrong. That is definitely wrong. Uh, I am, I'm getting to the point where I have to look at the keyboard to make sure that I'm right. Because it's not the words per minute that's important right now it's the accuracy and i'm not accurate at anything except for maybe my ability to purchase make poor purchases um i'm pretty accurate on that well this is a poor purchase go ahead and do it just do it so uh yeah bought the typewriter what else is going on? I'm going to uh Niagara Falls and Toronto this weekend. So today's Monday. I will drive out on um on s- Thursday. So we're gonna be up there for a couple days. See if I can't um uh, shake some hands, kiss some babies, see what Chi O is all about. The home of uh Russell Peters, a home of Drake, Drizzy Drizzy Drake. Uh I will be um I will be looking forward to eating a lot of uh, Chinese cuisine with my wife, because apparently there's a lot of Chinese people in Toronto. Who would have known, right? But not just like any kind of Chinese people, not like Taiwanese or Shanghais or beijing I don't know. They're going to be more like my people, my lineage, Cantonese. And, you know, I'm not really that Chinese, but I there's something tribal in my brain that just makes me feel comfortable around Cantonese speakers. I don't understand it. Um, I understand it more than Mandarin, but it's a few words I learned. But there's something about it. Something about it that just you know, oh, it feels like home. Feels like, you know, feels like uh, my ancestors. I feel comfortable. And then the food, same thing. It's very comforting. F- Chinese food, Cantonese style food that I've never had in my life. Uh, feels comforting to me Uh, not only the food that I am familiar with because growing up in Boston there's a lot of Cantonese speakers and a lot of Cantonese food Uh, all the Chinese food that I thought um, was Chinese food is Cantonese styles right and then when you go and you have other Chinese food like from uh, Shanghai and it's different right so there's uh, there's a comfort so hopefully uh, we're going to try to get uh, this place called the Lobster Clubhouse, the Lobster, the Fisherman Lobster Clubhouse. L- look it up. Uh, or you can just Google Mountain of Lobster. Apparently, you can get for like 500 bucks, you can get like 50 pounds of lobster, which is not a good deal in Maine. It's a phenomenal deal anywhere else in the country. So uh, in, in this case, not in the country, right? You're in Toronto and you can get $500, you get 50, 50 pounds of Lobster, it's like 10 bucks a pound. That's a pretty good deal. Cantonese style, Google it. Google Mountain of Lobster, and you'll see the Lobster Fisherman Clubhouse. The Fisherman Lobster Clubhouse in Toronto. So that's where I'm going to go. My wife has been obsessing about it, so I'm excited to watch her face eat a shit ton of lobster because she loves it, and I love her. Uh, what else? Asian Pacific Mall. We're gonna definitely head out there for sure because um, that's the Asian thing to do, right? That's the thing you go. Oh, you're in Toronto. You're gonna go to Asia Pacific Mall. It's a uh, this huge hangar of uh, just shopping, little little uh shopping. Like they call it Hong Kong style shopping. It's these little booths of um it's like this big hangar. I think it's like two floors, and there's just uh little shopping booths. Almost like a swap meet, but more in not like tables. I don't know. You'll see pictures of it. I'm gonna film some shit. Uh so there's that. I want to go see Kim's Convenience, you know. Shout out to uh Kim's Convenience, best Canadian Asian Canadian show going on right now so i want to take a couple pictures there show some support and uh it'll be right in time i think netflix is going to have the third season um out soon so i'm excited i'm excited to go check that out yeah Yeah, i gotta gotta go see the sites and besides that i really don't know what else there is to see in in toronto but my wife has been looking it up we're gonna go uh take some pictures in niagara go hang out there uh, her friend, her best friend, her bestie is going to come to town. Uh, she was at our wedding. Uh, Sweet hat of a girl. She's uh, flying in. We're going to go pick her up and go drive straight to Niagara, hang out there for the afternoon, and then go to Toronto for a couple of days. So that's where I'm going to be. I'm excited to share that with you guys because what else in my life am I not sharing? Uh, monday i should be able to come back and tell you more about it so let's see what else uh my wife bought tickets to the philippines so that's i don't think i talked about it maybe i did but it's set in stone tickets are purchased we are going to be in the philippines basically the whole majority of july uh we're going out first week of july coming back first week of august and she's got all of these things planned out. She goes wants to go here and then there and then here and then there and then here and then, and then there and then come home. And all I think is like, wow, that's a lot of money. Um you know that's uh and then when I come home, I'm gonna be featuring for Augie T, uh coming literally, I think I get back on a Monday and then back at the DC comedy loft uh on that Thursday or Friday featuring for Augie T, so I'm going to have a lot of things to talk about. I I do look forward to seeing some things. Um, The only downside of going to Asia is now, as an Asian-American, I can't say that I've never been to Asia. That was kind of a a badge of pride for me. Not because I never want to go to Asia, but when people go, oh my God, you've never been to Asia, blah, 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 we can always have these conversations. Why? Why would I need to go to Asia? And at this point, it's just a fuck you moment, you know, because everyone just assumes because I'm Asian, I'm supposed to have gone to Asia and I've never been. So it was just kind of a, a, a I took that as a teaching moment. Right. A teaching moment where it's like, well, tell me why. Have you ever been to Germany? No. Then why would I why should I have gone to China? I ask you that, you know, what is your ethnicity? Have you ever been to the country of your ethnic ancestors? No. Then why do I need to? Why do I need to speak Chinese when you don't speak Gaelic? There's not a lot of people that speak Gaelic, but if you're Irish and you don't speak Gaelic, why do I need to speak Chinese? Because I'm Chinese? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, bro. Just learn the language of your forefathers. Yeah, maybe you should too. Do you speak fucking Swedish or whatever the fucking Vikings spoke? No, then get the fuck out of my face, bro. <laughs> that's how I feel. But so, yeah, the only downside is I will finally not be able to say, Yeah, I've never even been to Asia. So, um, but maybe, maybe I will have a deeper connection. Maybe once I go to the land of my forefathers, maybe I will have like a connection, an awakening. Maybe that's why uh, all the Muslims go to Mecca uh, at least once in their life. That's why maybe um the jewish people go to israel for the first, you know at least once in their life maybe there's like a deeper connection that unlocks once you level up and go i don't know i've never been so uh my wife is excited to go to the philippines uh there's a wedding that we have to go to uh i'm excited to go to manila but we will not be spending a lot of time there um i do look forward to like seeing how the other side lives i'm I'm excited to go over there and um yeah you know fucking relax and you know if i can get some comedy jokes in there then great but uh i will have a whole new like 30 minutes of material coming back that's exciting right travel and you will have ideas that's what i think But uh, on that note, that's about all I got. Um, The Philippines, Niagara, Pacific Mall, Toronto, Mount of Lobster, Nipsey Hussle, typewriter, Red Sox. That's everything I wrote down on the paper. This horrible handwriting. If you see my handwriting, this is the reason why I bought a typewriter. Because I'm garbage my handwriting is garbage uh on that note uh thank you very much for listening i will be back from toronto on monday uh to be able to talk to you about all of my things if you're in toronto um give me a shout out holla at your boy and uh, i look forward to talking to you uh wherever you found this please rate this share this uh there is a new page there's oh i got news people i i I waited for the last moment to let you guys know. Uh, New email address, shortpalehandsome at gmail.com. Also, you can find this on Instagram, shortpalehandsome on Instagram. Um, What else? What else I got? Uh, You can still email me, Lloyd Lee Comedy, if that's what you want. Uh, You can check it out, shortpalehandsome.com, which just basically links to shit you already know. So there's that. Uh, I have my big cartel uh, shop open, so you can go loylycomedy.com slash shop. Uh, That's all basically found on my website. So there's that. Uh, My Patreon account is starting soon, and there's going to be a whole bunch of new content and a whole bunch of new things for you guys, and uh, I'm excited about that so you guys can uh, level up your level of Loy in the Loy I still haven't figured out how that's going to work. But uh, I do look forward to uh, sending you guys on my Patreon account uh, holders like uh, shirts or little trinkets for my travels anywhere. I want to send you guys, you know, a postcard, you know, silly little things uh, just to let you guys know, hey, you're important to me. And um, you guys are part of the journey. So check out Patreon.com slash Lloyd Lee Comedy. Uh, That should be coming soon. Short, pale, handsome on um. Instagram. Yeah, I got to get this down. So thank you very much for listening. Please let me know what you think. Uh, shoot me an email. Send me um, whatever. So, send, send me something. Let me know you're out there. And uh, I love you. I do. And uh hope I get back into the country because shit's a little weird. Okay, guys. <laughs> I love you guys. Have a good night and uh, God bless. Uh, yeah, that's what I got. Smooches.